0: Welcome back to A Perfectly Good Podcast. I'm Malaika. And I'm Elena. And we're two Taylor Swift fans. Every week we're going to be going over a Taylor Swift song and we're going to take turns choosing. I chose this week and Elena's choosing next week. And our song of the week this week is The Lucky One, which I'm so excited for and Elena is not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll get into it.
0: <laughs> hater. Hater. Stone cold hater. <laughs> it's true.
1: I can't deny it. <laughs> okay. So any Taylor Swift news this week? Yes, just one thing. Um, she res- reply tweeted to a tweet of Simone Biles is her Vogue cover, and she said, "Love her with eight emojis." So, what do you think the eight emojis mean? Let's talk <laughs> about that. <laughs> I mean, she didn't do her signature thirteen. However, I genuinely think this one is a coincidence. <laughs> but I don't know You nothing is a coincidence with her
0: TS8 okay, okay. 8 emoji
1: she could have done 7 she could have done 6 she could have done 9 but the thing is she eight. made it symmetrical so like you have the clapping hands the hearts the flowers and then you have the metal and the like praying hands and then the hearts the flowers and the clapping again so but I feel it's, like it's not that symmetrical because it's switched there's but no metal on the other side <laughs> No, but I'm saying, like, the two in the middle are, like, the main two emojis, and then the other ones are the outside emojis. But then the heart and the flowers
0: are switched either way. They're in the wrong order.
1: Oh, you're right. Hmm.
0: I honestly (laughs) think she wasn't thinking about this that much, (laughs)
1: because otherwise she would have fixed that.
0: You know, I'm always on my clown shit,
1: so... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, I want TSA as much as the rest of us, but to be honest this one this this tweet just isn't it probably
0: (laughs) uh I don't know I'm reaching I'm reaching I'm looking for any sign (laughs) I'm ready for the lover era to be over
1: (laughs) yeah what's funny though is that this cover in particular is kind of like controversial because ugly ugly yeah because (laughs) poor Simone Biles just like they didn't photograph her very well And it's just really clear that, like, the person who did it doesn't really know how to photograph dark skin, which is really unfortunate.
0: I don't know her last name, but I'm pretty sure the photographer's name is, like, Alice or something. And she has, like, a history of, like, photographing black people horribly. So I don't know why they decided to give her this cover and let poor Simone look ashy. I
1: know. She Honestly, (laughs) it it just looks so, like, (gasps) matte is the only way I can describe it. It's just so sad because she's so, like, gorgeous and, like, I wish they had just gotten someone who could do her justice, you know? I know. And she looks so regal. It's literally just that her skin tone is so muted. Like, it does not pop at all. Yeah. And especially with, like, the gold background, just, like, with the way that it's photographed, it kind of just, like, looks weird. Like, it doesn't, like, the highlights are kind of matching the background, which isn't right almost like it just makes her skin look washed out
0: yeah and it's clearly a choice because you know what I mean like this mm-hmm. is not a camera setting this is like a preset that she had to do in editing that she looked at and said she looks good <laughs> like no she did not like
1: <laughs> please let her skin pop yeah it's just kind of sad I mean Uh-oh. I feel bad for Miss Biles because mm-hmm. she's kind she of looks an icon. Worse than the other
0: one though did you see the one where she's wearing like the red dress or whatever Oh, I'm if pulling you scroll it down, now. You'll
1: see it. Yeah. Yeah, that one doesn't look great either. Like please <laughs> let her skin pop. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. It's sad. God, I mm. wish they would just hire more black people, please. <laughs> Cuz like the please. thing is not only did like that photographer make that choice, that cover had to go through like, you know, at least 30 people and get approved, and not one person was like, "Hey, this doesn't look right, <laughs> you know
0: what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know, like, Anna Wintour is not the, like, best person or whatever, but it had to slide across her desk. She had to look at it and she had to say, this is right. <laughs> Let's publish it. Ma'am? Yeah. No, it's not.
1: <laughs> Honestly, yeah. It's not great, but you know what? I'm glad Taylor is supporting her anyways. Um, she deserves it. So, yeah,
0: I just feel bad for Simone because it was like her first cover, you know. Like, I know. and I she, like, they... when she posted the picture, she was so happy, and then everyone had to be like, You look ashy, which is true, <laughs> yeah, okay, it's not her fault.
1: People can call out the stuff under like the Vogue, like Twitter or whatever, but don't do it on Simone's page, just let her have this moment. <laughs> I know
0: because she, she, like, looks great, it's literally yes. just the preset on her skin,
1: yeah, like. She obviously looks fantastic, you know, no matter what, like, you know, and especially like, you know, like you said, the pose and everything is just great. Like, you can obviously tell that she's so muscly and talented and like the one with the red dress. She's like in like literally a standing split, which is incredible, but it's just like so sad that it had to be that way. I know. Dang. But yes. Yes, Taylor support. Support
0: support her (laughs) yes (laughs) um okay moving on (laughs) okay let's get into our little game of the week
1: what are we doing this week elena um so this week is inspired by a tiktok that was sent to us by the lovely people at the breaking down the twilight podcast um They're wonderful, their podcast is amazing, and they sent us this really great TikTok where a female music producer took, um, you should have said no. They took Should Have Said No and gave it rep production, and it literally sounds amazing. So we were like, this week, we're going to go through all the songs and pick three each that we think would sound really cool with another Era's production.
0: Yes. Do you want to start us off? What's your first song? Yeah, so we actually
1: have... This this the same song (laughs) with the same production, better than revenge, in rep production.
0: Yeah, it sounds so
1: good. It sounds so good. Honestly, any angry song of hers would like be amazing with rep production, but better than revenge. Like, okay, I already love the production on Better Than Revenge. Don't get me wrong. Like, it slaps. I love pop punk. That's like one of my favorite genres. Um, but if we had to reimagine some of these, like, that would be sickening.
0: Yeah, it just would, it sounds so much more like metal with, like, mm-hmm. rep production. And, I, like, I know it has a little bit of toxicity in the song. I know. Yeah. Oh, but I'm aware. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> she could easily tweak the lyrics just a little bit. Just a tiny bit. All she really needs yeah. to do is rewrite that one mattress line. Because everything mm-hmm. else, you know what I mean, could be something else. Oh, um, yeah. but if she did that and then added like the bass that the rep era had oh exquisite oh it'd be amazing all right what's your next song okay so this one i thought deep and hard about but i think the archer and Mm. it's because we both do not like the archer this is true but (laughs) the main reason i don't like it is because of its production like the lyrics are like good But it's just because, like, it feels like the production is building up to something and then it goes nowhere. There's no, like, thing that happens in it. Yeah. So I was thinking either, like, 1989, because that had more fun production, you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't Mm -hmm. have to change the song too much um, to fit. And I think it would just, like, you know, holistically fit better, like, sound-wise. Or yeah. totally strip it down and make it a Speak Now song.
1: Yes, I agree. I think it would honestly work best as, like, a Speak Now. Just because, um, I don't know, I think it got trapped in such heavy production the first time. Like, 1989 kind of has that similar style, almost. Not mm. They're not the same, but, like, it's, like, sort of closer. I think... In order for me to like the song, it would really have to be like acoustic or like that more pop, like that country pop type sound. I think that would yeah. sound really good.
0: No, I get what you mean, because, you know, I like the song already like at least three times better when she performed it like live and mm-hmm. acoustic at like City of Lover. So I'm just trying to think if she like made it a little bit more country yeah, and, you know, a little bit less production, it would sound just even better.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Right. What's your next song? All right, my next song is "Style," and I want to preface this by saying I think the production on "Style" is already immaculate. Like it doesn't need to, to say, be changed. It's perfect. <laughs> like <laughs> it's brilliant. However, I think this is one of those songs that it's so good. I feel like it would sound really cool in like a bunch of different styles. So I initially said Reputation just because the way they mixed it on the Reputation Stadium tour is like my favorite. Like I know it was kind of a mashup, but like just the way that they start off the song in the middle of the chorus, I love that. Mm. Um and the harmonizing that they do on the tour with that sounds incredible. It was um, so, so
0: beautiful.
1: It, it's I literally will just like <laughs> go to that. I will go on Netflix and pull up the rep tour and just play that one song, like, just, f- I need to figure out a way to download it, because it, it's just my favorite thing. I, was, <laughs> I love all of the, like, rep tour mashups,
0: like, they sound so fun and good, and yes. I hope she does, like, more of those in future concerts.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, But then, after thinking about it more, I feel like maybe it wouldn't super work with Rep, besides the way they did it on the tour. So I said Red, because I think it would actually sound really good acoustically, and, like, you know, Red has kind of a mixed production style, so it could kind of go, like, the more poppy way that it did with 1989, or it could go more, like, country acoustic, and I think either yeah. would be fun. True, true. Okay, so for my
0: second song, I said Dancing With Our Hands Tied. Also mm. not a song that I like. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> not a bad song, just there's That's so many good songs for, like, on Red. The lyrics of that song... When I just read them, I'm like, this is so good. But then I hear the song and I'm like, why am I not into this, you know?
0: Yeah. It's just because the rest of the album is so, like, good. And then this one, it just feels a little bit left field. Um, But this one almost feels misplaced. Like, it doesn't have the same feel, sort of, as Mm -hmm. the rest of the album. Which is why I was thinking, like, Fearless would be a better album for it to be on. Because it already kind of has more country vibes than the rest of the songs on rep. Yeah. So just like finishing that off with the fearless pizzazz, I think would be really <laughs> fun.
1: Yeah, I think that would sound really good. Yeah. What's your last song? Alright, my last song is Afterglow. Um and the thing about Afterglow is that I actually really like it. It's one of the only songs that I genuinely really like off of Lover. Um, but I hate the production on it. Like I just hate the filter. I don't know how else to also describe it, but like the filter that they put on her voice. It mm-hmm. just sounds like canned and I-, I just want any production other than what they gave it. <laughs> like I said nineteen eighty nine or rep because I still think it needs to have that more like synthy sound. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't want the fucking filter on her voice that makes her sound like tinny. Like just yeah, give it to me mean. clean, you know? <laughs>
0: i think it would sound really good on 1989 like i feel like that would be like the perfect
1: style for it yeah because like you know you have this love which sort of has like softer 1989 vibes i feel like if you put afterglow in that it would sound really really good
0: yeah i definitely agree i definitely agree My right. last song, um, you know, Better Than Revenge was, like, one of them, but I also thought that you were going to think about Better Than Revenge <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because I was like, that's such an easy one. I also said You're Not Sorry um, mm. for Rep Era. Just, it's, like, a little slow, but I think that you could easily, like, add, you know, you could the speed it up a little, line. Yeah. <laughs> and I think You're Not Sorry is such an underrated song. Oh, You're Not Sorry is so good.
1: I love it so much. I love all of Fearless so much. <laughs> it's just so so good. Have we done a song off Fearless yet?
0: I don't know. I don't think so. No, I don't think we have. Oh my god. I, because, I... okay, but only because I keep trying not to do any of my favorite. Favorites. I know, me too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want to save those for later. But, like, going through Fearless is like... <laughs> It's, like, every i like, I
1: have to save it.
0: <laughs> we can do one of the, like, extras or whatever, like, Come In With The Rain or something
1: Oh next, my god, next. But, but the bonus tracks are, like, literally, like, my favorites
0: off of that one, too. D- we have to do Fearless. We also have to do Lover at some point. We have not done a single song off of okay, Lover. Okay, here's
1: my justification for not doing Lover. Um, I feel like since the Lover era is not done... Technically any of the songs are still up for grabs vis-a-vis music videos or new releases and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I feel like it's fine if we want to save Lover for later. Like we can do the ones that already have music videos and everything, but like the other ones, I feel like we can save sort of in case she drops stuff later. Like I don't, like Cruel Summer or Cornelia Street I think are two that we should definitely wait wait it out. Oh definitely. Yeah, <laughs> But we have to start peeling off some
0: of them at some point, because I don't want to get stuck with having to do all the songs uh, off Lover end. <laughs> yeah.
1: Could you imagine? And now we're done with all of the other songs. Let's get to Lover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be painful. <sighs> Maybe I'll change next week's song. Maybe we should do one from Lover. Okay. I don't know. We'll see.
0: We'll see. <laughs> we we'll have to do them that
1: soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, do we want to get to our song of the week?
0: yes in case you guys forgot (laughs) we're doing the lucky one (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay first off fun fact this song came out at the same time as the movie the lucky one um from the nicholas sparks book um and for the longest time i thought that the song was like for the movie and in the (laughs) movie because i had never seen the movie and I watched it, not recently, really, like two years ago or something, mm-hmm. and I waited the whole movie for the song and it wasn't <laughs> there. I have been lied to for years thinking that they were
1: somehow connected and they were not. <laughs> That's so funny, actually.
0: <laughs> I was very, very mad.
1: <laughs> I didn't even know that that movie existed.
0: Yeah, it's... I personally don't remember it being that good. Let me, let me look it up. Um, what was it even about? Oh, it was about (laughs) a U.S. Marine, played by Zac Efron, which is, I think, another reason I thought it was connected to the Lucky One, um, the song, um, for some reason, and he dies or something? I don't even remember, really, what what it's about, but I remember not liking it.
1: (laughs) Yikes. Hmm. (laughs) Well... Good thing it's not connected to that movie, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
0: After watching the movie, I will say that if it was, it would have felt very out of place since the song <laughs> does not at all follow the storyline of the movie.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. Um, shall we get into the song Facts? Yes. Okay. So
0: it was produced by Jeff Basker, a new name. Um, mm. I do not know this man.
1: <laughs> I don't know him either. Interesting. Interesting.
0: Yes, and she reportedly wrote it in Australia, Um, which I don't know how that affects the song. I feel like it gives it a more Aussie feel now that I know that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, And she wrote this one by herself, right? I think so. I didn't
0: see any co-writers on it. Nice. Good for her. (laughs) And she she has a very long quote about it. Um, Yeah. Let me go through it very fast. But about the song from Taylor. It kind of expresses my greatest fear of having this not end up being fun anymore. Having it end up being a scary place. Some people get there. Some people end up there. It's a story song and it's something I'm really proud of because it kind of goes to a place that I'm terrified of. Being famous can be fun at first, but people have ended up in scary places over time. Everyone's got their way of dealing with it. And for me, sometimes it's surrounding myself with my friends and venting. Sometimes it's staying up at the piano until four o'clock in the morning. Sometimes it's watching TV and forgetting all of it. Sometimes it's calling my mother up and crying. Sometimes (laughs) you have a really bad day. Your life is constantly overanalyzed. There's a lot of trade-offs. There's the microscope that's always on you. The camera's flashing. The fear that something you say will be taken the wrong way and you'll let your fans down. There's the fear that you'll be walking down the street and your skirt will blow up and you'll be in the news for three months. You're scared of a lot of things for a long time, but the trade-off is being able to get on a big stage and sing your songs. It's worth it. Hmm. Which was very cute. It made me like the song more, Um, yeah. <laughs> honestly.
1: <laughs> I mean, okay, the thing with the song is that, like, hearing that quote, I'm like, yeah, that totally makes sense for this song, but it doesn't make me <laughs> like this song anymore. Like, it's not that I'm not sympathetic to the struggle. Like, I totally am. And, like... I really think that, like, you know, I really feel for, like, I have a lot of empathy for that situation, but I just don't like this song. <laughs> I can't bring myself to like the song.
0: <laughs> God, I really, I don't understand. I love this song. Like, I really love this song.
1: <laughs> I just, like, it just doesn't work for me. Like, it truly just doesn't work for me.
0: Yeah. Um, I will also say, like, I have, like not like a real connection to the song but um the song is like s- like the main melody is like sampled from this artist called like kim wilde or whatever and mm-hmm. this song called four letter word and it was like one of my dad's favorite songs when i was younger Aww. so like the first time i heard the lucky one i was like oh wait a minute this is a little familiar
1: <laughs> that's actually really cute <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, like I didn't... Honestly, I was doing the research for the song yesterday, and I swear to you, I did not know until yesterday that it was
1: sampled. I
0: was just like, oh, (laughs) they sound familiar.
1: (laughs) That's so funny. I wonder if that did, like, influence, you know, how much you like it. Like, not saying that it's not good on its own merits for some people, but, like, that would be interesting.
0: Uh, Maybe it did. Maybe my brain was like, wow, you know this (laughs) from somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so, (laughs) thoughts on this song? You know I love it. I know you hate it.
1: (laughs) Okay, I feel bad saying- it's not that I hate it, it's just that I literally would never choose to listen to it, and I skip it every time it comes on shuffle.
0: That's crazy. I literally, maybe going back to the melody, I love the melody. It's the perfect melody for doing that little like foot tap thing. You know what I mean? Oh,
1: (laughs) I don't. Okay, I think my problem actually, I listened to it a couple times in a row for this. I said, a la The Archer, I feel like it just keeps going on and there's no like shift in tone or anything. Like Mm -hmm. it's just like kind of one note for me, both like lyrically and, or maybe not lyrically, but like it just sounds very samey, and I feel like it just doesn't really go anywhere musically for me. Oh. <laughs> Again,
0: I, I don't know, like, I understand where you're coming from, because it doesn't really change up, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and there's no, like, drop, or whatever, but I I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I literally play this song all the time in my room, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, okay,
1: also, like, Dancing With their Hands Tied, which we were talking about earlier, I feel like I like the lyrics of this song. Like, if I just read the lyrics of the song, I think it sounds really nice. Like, especially, like, the line, like, and your lover in the foyer doesn't even know you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really, like, poignant and interesting. Um, but, again, it's just the sound of it just doesn't really work for me. I think it's just a little too one note.
0: Going back to our little game, do you think you would like it better in if it was in the style of a different... uh era? No. And if so, what era?
1: <laughs> I'm gonna say no only because I feel like the problem isn't the production. The problem is that the song itself just doesn't have that much variation. Like the mm-hmm. notes that she's singing are like not a lot. There's like not a lot going on with it. And I don't think adding extra production would help the problems that I have with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would just make it a little crowded. I actually like, yeah. do like the production on it. Like I like the introduction like the couple beats that happen before she comes in I like that yeah it's just I just don't like it like I just don't like it I have no good reason for why I don't like it I just don't like it
0: yeah I get that um yeah there's some songs I just don't like (laughs) (laughs) I Uh, I don't know I I really like this song um as I like like in the quote or whatever I just think that it is one of those songs that's so different from anything Taylor Swift has really written before. Like, Mm -hmm. we always have seen her be vulnerable, talking about her friendships, her relationships, and stuff like that, but I think, like, this vulnerability of talking about, like, herself and her place, um, sort of in the sphere that she takes up in the media or whatever is really different and really special, and... I think, I don't know, I think this is one of those songs that must have been so hard to write, because you're almost, like, talking about your own, not mortality, because she's not the (laughs) mother death, but, like, like the mortality of her own character in the media, sort of.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's, like, okay, again, I do like the lyrics, and I am, like, really sympathetic to, like, you know, the whole message of the song. Like... Mm. I don't know. I have a personal... This is going to sound so ironic coming from the fact that I literally have a podcast about a celebrity, (laughs) but, like, (laughs) I literally, like, I hate celebrity worship so much, and, like, I hate, like, the whole, like, I don't want to, I don't want to, like, you know, group a whole lot of people together, but I hate stand culture, and I just hate the way that we, like, treat famous people. Like, they're just normal people, like even, like, with Taylor, I try not to be, like, too, you know, thinking that I know her or whatever because I don't. Like, she's just a person and she shares bits and pieces with us and, you know, I, we honestly don't really know that much about her and that's fine because she's a person and she deserves privacy and everything. So, like, Mm -hmm. the message of the song is, like, really good and it really, like, resonates with me and, like, my personal, like, philosophy on this type of stuff, but, like, At the same time, I just can't stand the song. (laughs) True. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I wish I liked this song, because it says a lot of stuff. Like, you know, it reflects my own, like, values and everything, but, like, I just can't. (laughs) I just can't make my brain like it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, sometimes it does, it do be like
1: that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I just, I, I don't know why. Uh, Maybe it is the fact that, like, I knew the song that it was sampled from, but I love everything about this song. I really (laughs) do. It's very close to one of my favorites on Red. Um, not, like, top three, but, like, Mm -hmm. top six. Yeah. Let's say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Um,
0: but yeah, I love it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It is really nice. Also, I like the um, inspiration behind the song, because it's actually about, like, Joni Mitchell and Kim Wilde, because they, like, quit being famous to start a garden or something. I've heard this before. I saw that you put it down, I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of remember that, but, like, (laughs) that's interesting. I like that it's based off of, like, a real person.
0: Yeah. Uh, I also... I don't know, I feel like the themes to this song connect so much to some of the stuff that she talks about in, like, Miss Americana, the documentary, mm-hmm. not the song, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, that I think, like, I don't know, it's, like, kind of crazy, like, how she, like, brings them up, like, um, she has the one line in the song, uh, and all the line, and, <laughs> and all the young things line up to take your place, another name goes up in lights, you wonder if you make it out alive, um, and that falls kind of the same thing of, like, struggling to be in the spotlight, and in Miss Americana, Taylor talks about, like, her need for validation and how she, like, really used to base her self-worth on, like, being liked. So, like, mm-hmm. I feel like this, like, is so cyclical and connecting to, like, like, you can almost, like, she talks about it now that she's an adult, but, like, she wrote, read, like, 10, 10 years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. to know that this is something that has kind of been behind the scenes, like, for that many years kind of, like, crazy, you
1: know? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely crazy. No, I definitely, like, it connects really well, especially, you know, knowing what she said about, like, basing her worth on validation, external validation and stuff. Like, the whole fear of the song is sort of, you know, not just becoming... It's, like, a double-edged sword, sort of, of, like, you know, wanting to not be famous for some reasons and also, like, the fear of, like, being replaced and everything and, like... You know, she talked a lot about how she has to constantly reinvent herself, you know, because you can't stay in the industry unless you're, like, the next big thing, like, every time you put out a new album. Yeah. So, definitely see that in there.
0: Yeah. It's also, like, I love that the song, even with the, kind of, the lyrics being so sad or Mm -hmm. whatever has such, kind of, a happy beat. Like, you know what I, like... It's definitely not, like, the happiest beat, but it's, like... It almost feels... Like, well, okay. <laughs> Tim McGraw is very different, but... Yeah. You know how, like, Tim McGraw is about, like, her knowing that this relationship is gonna end even while she's in it? And yeah. her just being like, well, like, when it's over, like, remember me. Like... Yeah. I feel like it has, like, thematically that thing. Like, she's not saying, like, God, I wanna be famous forever, but it's just, like, her acknowledging like what it's like to be in the industry and her like acknowledging that it's gonna end and that almost like makes it sadder because she's just like yeah like how long do I have left realistically as like a woman in this industry
1: yeah that totally makes sense yeah Yeah. it is pretty sad I don't know I just hate celebrity worship I hate the culture we have around celebrities it's so fucked up like Uh ugh, it's my least favorite thing I say yeah. on my podcast dedicated to a celebrity.
0: <laughs> so, like
1: and I keep saying I know. Like I don't worship Taylor Harry Styles,
0: all of One Direction. <laughs> I'm like, yep, <"Yeah>, I know.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, wow. <well. laughs> I guess we're just hypocrites. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'm cool with it. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Um do you have an idea for the music video?
0: Okay. Yes. Um it's kind of a stolen idea. But okay. I feel like the whole theme that Wildest Dreams has is perfect for this song, especially. think like, that's true. Very, like, Elizabeth Taylor, Audrey Hepburn, Grace of Monaco feel, maybe mm-hmm. a black and white movie. Like, literally, you could take the exact Wildest Dreams music <laughs> video and just put this song over it, and I think it just
1: makes sense. Yeah, I think it would work. I do really like the idea of, like, you know, the 40s, 50s style celebrity or, like, Even going back earlier to the 20s, because that's really when we started to get, like, you know, movies and stuff. I guess celebrity stuff didn't really start happening until, like, the 40s. But, like, whenever the era was that we started, like, you know, this terrible piece of our culture of worshipping people who, you know, make movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like it would be cool to, like, place the video in that era and that aesthetic and sort of, you know... Do that. I think that would be really neat. And, like, black and white stuff would be really cool. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, I kind of like that, yeah.
0: That was, like, really cool. And maybe it can be, like, centered around, like, like, one of the first, like... Like, something like Marilyn Monroe or something like that. I don't know yeah. when she was, to be honest. Okay,
1: because Marilyn Monroe really was, like, one of the first victims of celebrity culture. Like, she got fucked over so hard in so many ways, both by, like, the public... And just, like, by everyone surrounding her and, like, she totally just did not deserve everything that happened to her and, like, she just... God, I could rant about Marilyn Monroe deserving (laughs) so much more for literally days. (laughs) But, like...
0: Honestly. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, like, even now, like, the way we talk about her, it's, like, Marilyn Monroe, do you think she actually had an affair with JFK? (laughs) Like, she also did so many other things.
1: (laughs) Yes, and, like, you know, her real story was actually, like, really sad because, like, I'm pretty sure that she had, um I want to say, like, endometriosis or something. Like, I'm actually going to check that right now so I don't say something wrong. And, like, her husband was, like, super abusive and stuff. Yeah, she had mm-hmm. endometriosis. And, like... She was really sad, I think, because she couldn't have kids, and, like... She just was, like, such a complicated person, and it's really frustrating to me that, like, she's just, like, boiled down to this sex symbol who may or may not have had an affair with the president. Like, she's just, like, so much more than that, and she really, like, literally she really is, like, the most, you know... One of the, like, earliest victims of celebrity culture. In terms of both, like, the way that she lived and, like, her legacy afterwards. It's just really sad. And, like, the reason that she was addicted to, like, painkillers and stuff is because she had endometriosis. And, like, it was, it's such a painful disease. I know. (sighs) And, like, the whole, like, there's so
0: many, like, conspiracy theories that she was, like, killed off by, like, the administration or whatever. And I'm like. Yeah. I believe it. Honestly, I like, I yeah,
1: like, I don't believe in a lot of conspiracy theories because honestly, most of them are just bullshit or like you know, anti-Semitic in nature. But that one, I could probably get behind because like, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't trust the CIA one single little bit. <laughs> I would totally believe that they would do that just to cover something up.
0: Yeah, and like, wasn't like JFK's whole thing was being like the one of the most liked presidents? Like, he's just like charismatic or whatever. And yeah, to be honest, I think they were trying to cover up the affair just in general because that would have been a blow to the presidency if he had had the chance to run again. I think I don't remember how many terms he actually did.
1: I think he only did one, and then he died like three years in. Wait yeah. a minute, I can't it. remember
0: if he died <laughs> in the first term or the second term. <laughs> I feel so stupid now.
1: <laughs> Hold on, he died. In 1963, and he was the president since 1961. So I was right the first time. It was only three years. Okay. And then Marilyn Monroe. I don't know when she died. <laughs> We're about to crack the conspiracy right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Just two simple Google searches. <laughs> she died in 62. Oh, so. then never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, though. I mean, it would also make sense if she really did commit suicide and, like, I'm not I'm genuinely not trying to like, you know, downplay that at all. Like and her drug addiction, which may or may not have led to that. Yeah. was and just, like, caused by the
0: unhappiness, I assume that she must have had from like every yeah. aspect of her life being
1: controlled. Yeah, like not trying to take away from that. Just separately, I don't fucking trust the CIA. <laughs> so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If it turned I'm out to be true, I'm not saying it did happen.
0: I'm saying that if it had if it was true, I wouldn't be shocked.
1: Yeah. I would be like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. (laughs) You know? (sighs) Gosh. So where does this song,
0: (laughs) this song that we've forgotten about, rank on your list?
1: (laughs) Um, It's pretty, this is the lowest for me yet. It's 107. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's so crazy to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I would rather listen to almost every single song more. That's crazy. You would literally be like
0: the lucky one or me <laughs>
1: like me, I would choose me. Good right now I genuinely would choose me oh I would rather listen to me
0: that's crazy Um, I put this as 24 it's pretty high up wow. higher than I thought to be honest but I do love this song
1: <laughs> wow that's so high <laughs> I don't know I just love this song <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. do you have anything else to say? Um,
1: not about the lucky one I've said my piece <laughs> So what song are we doing next week? So um I didn't want to get caught in the trap of like just doing songs I loved. So I used a random net number generator to pick a song off of my list. Um and the first one that came up was sweeter than fiction. But I haven't seen the movie that that song was made for yet, and I think it would be fun if we watched it together. Um cuz we're going to be moving in together soon and like Hopefully less than a month. I <laughs> know, uh,
0: just for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
1: truly, just for the podcast. Um, not for any other reason whatsoever. We just decided it would be easier if we lived together. We could record together. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, but um, and it might be fun to do a movie night with our roommates and then make them do the podcast with us. Yeah. Oh my god, that would actually be so cute. That would be really fun, especially because Sweeter Than Fiction is like has insane lyrics. And we've actually had this conversation in the dining hall about Sweeter Than Fiction with them, I think. <laughs> the lyrics do
0: not make sense at
1: all. <laughs> but I yeah. love the song so much. I love it. It's a bop and a half, but it is confusing. <laughs> she really just put words together and was like, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. Right.
0: I'm excited for that episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I got Sweeter Than Fiction first and then I was like, ooh, we better wait for that one. So I did it again, and I got Safe and Sound. So Ooh. I'm actually really excited to do this one, because I love The Hunger Games, and I could talk about it for literally hours. Um, True. And it'd be, it's a nice song to do, and I'm really excited about it.
0: Yeah, I haven't listened to Safe and Sound in a while, so that'll give me a chance to listen
1: to it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really like... The whole Hunger Games soundtrack Like, goes hard, but mm. Safe and Sound That's is very beautiful. good.
0: And then, like, I think one of... I think either catching fire or marking jay part one was like scored or something by lord um
1: oh, yeah i and think it was I catching love fire.
0: or maybe yeah. the first one no, definitely not the first one it's either catching fire or
1: marking jay part one for sure no but it's not like scored by her it's just that lord picked a bunch of artists and asked them to do songs for the soundtrack right like she didn't write the music i believe you Um, well, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know
0: the difference between scoring and doing exactly what you said.
1: (laughs) said, I think scoring is usually like the like orchestral music, like the music without words in the background.
0: I believe you. Every time I just think of scoring, it's like who is like picking what songs go in the movie.
1: I mean, that might also be true. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. So let's just say she has something to do with the music
0: of one of the movies
1: (laughs) yeah all right um i think that's it for this week um also we got a really nice review this week um it was our roommate but (laughs) we still appreciate it you gotta start somewhere (laughs) i opened it up and i was like oh my god i love this so much and i saw who it was and i was like oh my god my heart is swelling three times oh wait (laughs)
0: what did it say
1: Wait, let me pull it up. I haven't seen it. <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm going to read it. Okay, here's our first five-star review. Super amazing podcast, insightful and hilarious host, and enjoyable for people who don't even know that much or anything about Taylor Swift. Aww. So, that's us really Wait, which, nice. which roommate was it? And it was Stephanie, our Aww. iconic roommate, who also did the cover for this podcast because she's incredible. Yes.
0: An artist, an icon, mm-hmm. a bird in a plane, as they
1: <laughs> yes. say. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So that made me really happy. Um, if you want us to read your review of our podcast, um, write a five-star review on iTunes and we'll read it out loud for you. You get to hear us talk about you. Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> um, I think that's it for this week. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for listening. We'll see you next, next week. week. Bye. bye